Happy Monday, everyone. This is your girl, Tough Tiff, and I want to thank you for joining me today on a brand new episode on Tiff the Truth. And today is February 13, 2023. And guess what? It's only five days left before your girl turns chapter 53. Yes, it's the big 5-3 for me, and I want you to join this journey along with me as I enter into a new year. And it's always exciting to celebrate your birthday because that's your day. That's your special day. It should be all about you. And I'm looking forward to celebrating my birthday with family and friends and loved ones. So I hope that you think about me on February 18th when my birthday comes up. But today, we're also celebrating so many things. I'm going to talk about a few things for Black history because we are still celebrating Black history. So I have a few things that you may did not know about some inventions that were created by African-American people. So I will be sharing that later on in the show. But before we get started with this awesome show today, you know I have to share with you the national holiday that we're celebrating. And today we are celebrating National Kiss Day. Yes, you heard me right. Today is National Kiss Day. And this is just a day to communicate and express your love and how you care about your loved ones, your family, and your friends. And it can be different types of kisses. And there's kisses all around the world, but it's a sure way and a clear way to express. So take time today and either kiss someone on the cheek or kiss someone on the forehead. And especially for your loved ones or your boo or your significant other, make sure you give them a long and passionate kiss to let them know how much they mean to you. And we're also thinking about it because It's also around Valentine's Day. So that's why National Kiss Day is such an important holiday because it's right before Valentine's Day. So this way you can get the opportunity to get some practice in, okay? (laughs) And celebrate Kiss Day as you prepare for Valentine's Day. And this is just a fun fact for you in case you didn't know. But if you kiss, keep this in mind now, you can actually burn up to 6.4 calories per minute just from kissing. Did you hear me, ladies and gentlemen, and they and them? Yes, you can actually burn calories. So forget about the gym or going on that daily run. Just get ready to get your smooch on (laughs) and lose some calories by simply kissing that special someone. Okay. All right. Now also today, my special guest, she's going to be sharing a lot of different things with us. And I'm so excited to have her on the show. But I just want to encourage someone today that might be going through some challenges in your life. And you may be saying, how am I going to get through? How am I going to overcome? Well, I just want you to keep in mind Just like Matthew 19, 26 says, simply, but with God, all things are possible. See, we know with man, not everything is possible. A lot of times it's impossible. But with God, 
all things. He didn't say some things. He didn't say a few things. But he said all things are possible. And if you don't understand that, all you have to do is activate your faith. And when you do that, think about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, when it says simply, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And that's the kind of God we serve. He will take care of all of your needs, wants, and desires. Just keep the faith and know that there's nothing that you're going through. I don't care how big or how small. God can work it out for your good. So keep that in mind. I just want you to be encouraged today. Now, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, they and them. We have an awesome show planned for you today. And my special guest, her name is Scarlett Ward. And she described herself as a queer poet, publisher, and performer living with multiple sclerosis. So without further ado, at this time, I would like to introduce to some and to present to others my very special guest today on Tiff the Truth. Let's please show some love for Miss Scarlett Ward. and I want to thank you for joining me today on Tip the Truth. I'm excited to have you. And you are calling all the way from where? Let everybody know. So I'm calling from Staffordshire, which is in England, UK. Wow. So she is calling from the United Kingdom. So I want to thank all of our listeners over there that listen to Tip the Truth. I really appreciate all the support and thank you so much. And so how are you doing today, Scarlett? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to speak to you. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited to... I love your accent. I think, <laughs> I think it's incredible. I'm excited to speak to you some more. Um, <laughs> well, I thank you, and I think, and I like your accent, too. I'm just like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> so we're talking about poetry today, and that's something I enjoy doing, because with poetry, you know, it can be something from personal experiences, or it could just, you know, you being creative, using your own imagination. So so, you know, reading over your bio, I was like, wow, you have been doing this since you was 10 years old. So what really got you into poetry? What inspired you to want to get into poetry? Um, so I think it all started when I was a little girl and my mom used to read me bedtime stories. Oh. Um, and I just really, really loved the whole that whole world um, of an imagination that you can escape into. Um, so I started writing stories, you know, when I, when I was a little girl about like princesses and unicorns and Aww. all that. And um, as, yeah, my mom just kind of really fueled that passion in me. Um, and then as I got older, I studied it in university, um, and that's when I started getting a bit more serious with it, really. Okay, so what kind of poetry do you really enjoy writing about? Oh, well, see, Tiffany, I have a terrible memory, so I can't <laughs> do, like, I can't do the spoken word, like, beat poetry or performance poetry, because I can't remember my poems. Okay. They come out of my brain, but they can't go back in again. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So it's more personal at the time, what you're going through or what you're experiencing. 
Yeah, so I, I call myself a page poet, so I really enjoy like writing poetry and it going out in print or um, digital magazines, that kind of thing. Oh. And that's how I kind of uh, publicise my work and get my work out there. I'm not a performer, so oh. to say, really. I hide behind the page. <laughs> wow. So if you had like a favourite writing of one of your poetries, uh, what would it be? Or if you remember, like, maybe the name of maybe your first poem that you ever wrote, do you have any remember, any memory of that? <laughs> oh, my gosh, I can't remember the first poem, um, but I uh, recently um, had a poem published in um, an anthology. So an anthology is basically a collection of poems from different people. Um, and I, I have it here. Would you like me to read it? Really? Wow. I love that. So there's no swear words. There's no swear words. <laughs> <laughs> so like if you gave us an example, just a little bit of maybe one of your poetry writings, how would it start off just to give us an idea? Yeah, yeah. So um I so I like to examine um things in contemporary culture, things what's going on at the moment in politics, that kind of thing. Um, so uh, this poem particularly that uh, just got published, it's called Lonely Girl Emoji. And um, I, so I run writing groups as well. And one of my prompts that I gave my students was to write um, a poem using emojis. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how um, the poem kind of developed and a lot of my students kind of ran ran with that uh, so if anyone wants to take that prompt and run with it then um, absolutely go for it <laughs> wow and that's different and you know what especially with our young people that's what they really do now that's how they communicate they use emojis and all these abbreviations so if you don't know this stuff you're gonna be lost trying to <laughs> speak to a young person these days because they, they're not like old school you know we had to write out a whole sentence a paragraph so you're right <laughs> emojis and their abbreviations is the way they communicate so i know that yeah. had to be pretty cool to do you know with so how many how many students did you have to participate in that particular lesson um, so I teach around five to ten students every week um, in my personal class that I kind of run myself. Mm. Um, but I also um, take mentoring uh, workshops at a local university. Mm. Um, so I guess that's that's a college um, translating it to overseas terms, um, and that can be anywhere from like forty plus students. Um, wow. That's a yeah, lot. So, <laughs> and I think as well the curriculum, particularly in the UK, um, what the kids are studying in school is very dry and mm. it's very static and it's all dead old white war poets. Um, right. And it's, not very, it's, it's not. It's not interesting, really. Um, and I think kids kind of have a disconnect when they hear that kind of stuff. And then actually, my favourite thing is to go into a class and and show the kids like a modern poet and get them really excited and they're like oh my god what this is really cool and i'm like yeah that's that's what poetry can be like wow. um, so that's really rewarding that is i can imagine especially when you get attention of young people because like you said young people their attention span is very short as it is yeah. so to bring something to them especially poetry that's pretty cool to even get them you know wanting to do that because that's dealing with literature that's dealing with writing comprehension you know being creative so they could take that a long way so hats off to you for what you're doing in the uk <laughs> so i understand also that you have your own publishing company so i was wondering can you tell us how did that all come about 
about and how long you've been doing that and what kind of things do you like to publish for people? So um, I started up my publishing company at Form Press uh, right after lockdown lifted in the UK. So uh, in 2021, we had this really uh, strict lockdown at the start of COVID and when everything lifted again, all the arts again because people could go to galleries and people could go to poetry nights and mm. everything had a real really like vibrant revival right. um so i started up um the press because i read so much during lockdown um it was so obvious that everyone turned to the arts and they're mm. so important that's true but, yeah and for us as human beings um whether it's television music uh whatever form it takes so um so yeah i just set it up one day and i had a little bit of background experience in like web development from when i was at uni so i just kind of threw that together (laughs) and um yeah it became a thing kind of overnight um there's a really great poetry scene in london in birmingham in, in the uk so um everyone's been really really supportive and it kind of hit the ground running to be honest wow that is awesome so like you know someone wanted to get in contact with you because they might have some poetry or or they might have a book you know how would they be able to contact you if they wanted to see if maybe this is something you might can publish for them with your company yeah so um we have open submissions windows which are every summer and basically um they would send us a sample of their writing and then we go through all the samples and we select a couple um which we print throughout the year and then we reopen the next summer um but also we've just opened a magazine called the thicket which is like under the umbrella of form press oh pretty cool okay uh, (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's, wow. it's a bi-monthly magazine, so um, if if anyone wanted to um, send us some poetry for that, all they'd have to do is just follow us on Instagram. It's Fawn Press, as in a baby deer. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and we post updates all the time. And uh, yeah, I'm always keen to read poetry from the next, you know, up-and-coming writer. So right. yeah. Wow. So have you wrote any books or you mainly deal with just poetry? Um, so um, me, myself, do you mean, Tim? Yes. Sorry. Right. You, you personally. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I wrote a book called Ache and that came out in 2019. Um, and that's with a different publishing house. That was uh, with Verve Poetry Press, which is another UK-based um, printing press. Um, and yeah, so with... Um, with Form Press, we produce pamphlets, which I think in the US you would call chapbooks. Right. Um, so they're like small books of poetry. They're a bit shorter. They're what you'd probably release as you were first kind of coming out as a writer, finding your voice. Because um, it was really important to me that we represented emerging and historically marginalized writers. Right. Um, like right at the start of their journey. So. Uh, yeah, that's, that's something that's been really important to Storm Press all along. Mm, this is pretty cool. You are just like a Jackie of all trades. You do everything. 
I love it. I'm all about girl power. So that's this is awesome. Oh, yeah. And, and the fact that you right, and the fact that you're encouraging the next generation of writers and you know poetry um, and you know people that like to write, recite, you know, speak, you know, because I've done a little poetry myself here and there. I'm not gonna say I'm as good as you, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but I have wrote a couple of things. So I might have to send some your way and see, you know, <laughs> maybe you might like it. To printed in your magazine wow this is awesome so i know we also have to talk about a serious thing that you have uh dealt with throughout your life and that's the chronic disease um that you have dealt with and i think this is the part of the show that you will be able to help some people that might have experienced or or experiencing now you know some of the things that you went through so if you don't mind if you could kind of walk us through your journey of the chronic disease that you was born with and you know how it affects you different ways i know you said you had to learn how to walk again and talk and how to eat so if you could kind of walk us through us you know through your journey so we can kind of understand better of the chronic disease that you have been living with all your life yeah absolutely so um just to give you some context you know i'm a very healthy person i horse ride a lot um i eat well i was vegan for a really long time um and then when i hit about 25 um the entire right side of my body went numb and i lost the use of my hand um and I just, it's so silly, but I just kind of ignored it. I thought it was like maybe a back problem and I could still kind of function. So I just ignored it right. for a couple of years. Um, the NHS waiting lists are ridiculously long. So I just couldn't be bothered. It's not going to go away. This is fine. Um, and then when I turned 27, um, things started to get really serious. And um, so I gradually started to lose my ability to talk um, and then my uh, I lost feeling in my legs and I couldn't walk and um, all sorts of things I lost the ability to swallow and this all happened really really quickly like in the space of a week so um, I was taken to hospital where I fell into a coma for a week um, and then when I kind of regained consciousness enough to communicate with the doctors, mm. um, they told me that I had a disease called multiple sclerosis. Wow. Um, and it's basically, it's the disease that Salma Blair has. And I say that because she's very glamorous. And right. <laughs> if I could in some way be like Salma Blair. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah basically it's a disease where my body attacks my brain um and it it sees my brain as a threat um and so yeah I, i would have had it all my life and it's only just started to kind of manifest so um i had around a steroid treatment and I'm on um another drug where it's like basically chemotherapy that I have to have um it's like every six months of like the rest of my life um but thankfully it has helped me to the point where i'm like riding my horses again and like walking and i do a walk with a stick um just because sometimes when i'm having a bad day it can be hard to move my legs sorry if you can hear my dog in the background oh that's okay that's part of life i got a little doggy too i'm I'm telling her to be quiet i told her she'd be good i'll give her a cup of treats (laughs) 
another one can be bladder problems if you feel that you're going to urinate going to the toilet more often than you normally would um and yeah they're all kind of i'm not saying that if you have any of these issues you've got ms but right. it's definitely definitely worth like talking to your doctor about it um because i don't do what i do which was just put it off and then put it off to the point where i was really sick and then doctors wouldn't listen to me right <laughs> so definitely definitely get them checked out um and i guess you know i wanted to um speak about the process of getting diagnosed because when i was diagnosed i felt like the only person in the world who had this disease you know it's so isolating i was sat in my bed and i was like oh my god i'm in my 20s yeah you were so young when this happened to you so so i can understand why you kind of brushed it off thinking like oh this is no big deal because like you say you were healthy you were real active so yeah i would have probably been like you you know didn't think like it was nothing serious but like you said now it doesn't matter with this particular disease that it can affect you no matter how healthy you might be, how young, how old. So this is definitely something that, you know, we all need to be aware of. So I really thank you for taking time to share your story with us so we can be a little more educated and in the know about about this. So, yeah, you can continue. No, thank you so much, Tiffany. Um, it's a real pleasure to be able to speak about it. Um, like I say, I just had no idea what was going on because the symptoms were so random. Um, and I was, you know, well, I am quite fit and healthy. Um, and but I just wanted to kind of reach out to people who perhaps have MS, who have recently been diagnosed and they feel lonely, um, just to say that, like, you can still live your life. Right. Um you know, it doesn't always mean that you're going to be severely crippled. The medication um, that is being produced now is so cutting edge, it can really change the course of the disease progression across your life. So um, it's really changing the face of MS and what MS looks like in young people today. Um, and yeah, so I, I run my own company, I keep two horses, I keep that Doberman downstairs that you can hear barking. <laughs> you can live a full life and and still and still have it, and I think that's a really important um, factor to remember to be uh, be hopeful and positive, and a positive attitude goes a long way. Yes, and I can tell you're very positive and uplifting. Just listening to you, I'm just like, wow, you know, I just admire all the things that you're doing with your life and the fact that you have this chronic disease. It's not stopping you. If anything, it's making you move forward and keeping active. And it's encouraging for all of us. It doesn't matter if you have MS or whatever disease you might have. It's about living your life and living your life to the fullest because we're all meant to be here for a reason. You know, God gave us all a purpose and I see that you are fulfilling your purpose. So again, I applaud you for doing that because you're right. Some people, when they get sick with a, you know, a very serious illness, a lot of people get depressed. They get suicidal. They ready to give up and throw the towel in, but you're not doing it. So this is definitely encouraging to a listener that might be listening and needed to hear that need to know that you can still live a full life. You hear her, she got horses, She's she got a publishing company, she's teaching workshops to young people about poetry and writing books. So she's doing the doggone thing. So I am, I am so proud of you 
and, and oh yeah, thank you. No, <laughs> kind. And you know, can I just tell you um, when I was in hospital? So my grandma had um, cerebral palsy, which is slightly different disease, but it basically meant that she was in a wheelchair, um, and she she taught herself to walk and talk again. Ooh. And when I came out of my coma, I was thinking about my grand, and I was just praying and praying, and like because my my grand's passed away, so I was just praying to like my grand and to God. And you know, the day that I got sent home from hospital was actually my grand's birthday. It was wow. a heavenly birthday. How about so that? I definitely think that she was looking down on me and, and looking after me. Oh yeah. Sure. That was a blessing. That was definitely a blessing. That was grand letting you know this is how you celebrate my birthday. You get out that hospital <laughs> and you live your life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I know you was talking about your workshop and we could just piggyback a little bit on the workshops that you do for the young people. So is this something that's only done in the United Kingdom or would you be willing to do like virtual workshops if, if any young people were interested in the U.S.? Would that be something you would think about doing? Oh my goodness, I would absolutely love that. Um, yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, we've managed to figure out the time difference, haven't we, Tiffany? Yes, um, we have. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so that might be I'm something maybe... I'm having dinner with you having your lunch, so... Exactly, yeah, it's my lunch time, for sure. <laughs> your dinner time now, right. <laughs> no, I love that. I mean, some of my favourite poets are American poets. Um, Olivia Gatwood oh. is probably my favorite poet and i think she is from oh my gosh i'm coming out as such a fake fan um i think it was texas or mm. arizona she was from mm. um and yeah so a lot and um and Andrew, andrea gibson okay. megan farley um some of those poets just are my absolute favorites so um wow. we would love to love to work with uh, young people um reach out however i can okay well this is interesting so again if someone wanted to send any type of poetry writing or anything like that to you can you share your information again on social media yes so you can find fawn press f-a-w-n as in a baby dear fawn press you can find us on uh, twitter instagram uh, facebook and um my personal Instagram is scarlet.ward but if you find form press you can inevitably find me um, and if anyone wants to talk about poetry um, I also do editing services so I can help you polish up your poems okay. um, yeah okay. anything really happy to help with <laughs> well I love it well any last words that you would like to share with us Scarlet before we end the show because this has been a great show I have learned a lot today so thank you thank you thank you for sharing your story with us, but is there any last words that you would like to share with my audience? Oh, well, I would say to your audience, just keep listening to Tiff the Truth. Oh. And thank you so much, Tiffany, for having me. You are such a kind and wonderful person. I'm so happy to have met you and had the opportunity to speak to you, so thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, that means a lot to me, and God bless you and your family, and continue living your life to the fullest. And don't let that disease that you have stop you because you are doing bigger and better things. And we need more girl power from United Kingdom. <laughs> well, you take care and happy Monday to you. And I hope the rest of your year is just as bright as you are. And we definitely going to have to reconnect because that's something maybe we can do, partner up and, you know, try to do virtual workshops. So we'll have to talk about that some kind of way. We can try to figure out something. 
Absolutely. I would love that. Okay. Well, you take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show today on Tiff the Truth. I know I did. And I want to thank Scarlett Ward again for stopping by and sharing her story. Now, at this time, I would like to just share a few inventions that maybe you didn't know about from some of our African-American pioneers. So just in case you didn't know, the air conditioning unit was created by Frederick M. Jones. And the clothes dryer, you know that dryer that we use to dry our clothes? It was created by George T. Sampson. And the hairbrush that we all use to brush our hair was created by Lydia O. Newman. And last but not least, the mop that we use to clean our floors, that was created by Thomas W. Stewart. So we would like to thank all of those pioneers who have created inventions to celebrate for Black history and around the world. We thank them and we salute them for everything that they have done. And there's going to be more on the next episode of Tiff the Truth. I will be sharing more Black history inventions that you may did not know. And at this time, I would like to say to all of my listeners, I want to thank you for your support. I thank you for all your monetary blessings and contributions because that helped the show to continue to grow and flow. So thank you so much for all of my subscribers and how you send your contributions. I appreciate it so much. And also to the LGBTQ community. Thank you so much for your support. And I know you are tuning in to the show. So I thank you again. I get all of your letters. I get all of your encouraging, inspirational notes that you send to me. I really, really do appreciate it. Well, take care of your families and yourselves. And don't forget to smile because it looks good on you. This is your girl, Tough Tiff. And thank you again for tuning in to Tiff the Truth. We'll talk soon. Bye.